0: So Zechariah, do you remember that black hole photo from a few years ago?
1: Uh, if you're asking if I remember when the black hole formed, unfortunately, I don't look that old, but I'm <laughs> flattered you think I'm that old.
0: No, I I, I meant the picture. Do you remember the, uh, the picture and like all the hype around that?
1: Well, that was the one that was there was like a big hype in the scientific community. Something about that. Is that what you're talking there about? It
0: was. Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about.
1: Somewhat, not really.
0: Okay. Uh, that's fair, Uh, but I want to tell you why this was such a big deal to scientists. I guess where we'll start our story is what are black holes. The basics of it is it's a relatively small object that's just really heavy. That's pretty much it.
1: You mean it's not just something that goes suck and then everything goes inside?
0: (laughs) It's got the suck button, it's got an on and off switch.
1: Kind of dark.
0: Yeah, it's a little dark. Uh, kind of like a Roomba, in a way.
1: A Roomba? Is that an
0: instrument? The the robot vacuum cleaner?
1: That's a ro- What? You use a fancy vacuum cleaner? I am not that bougie. <laughs> yeah, I call my Roomba black hole, because nothing ever comes out of it. <laughs> no, the Cuban Roomba is a, it's a Roomba, it's a musical genre. Oh, really? <laughs> Truly, it's a musical genre.
0: Oh, okay, I-, I didn't know that. I thought they were just vacuums.
1: I, I don't speak Cuban at all, but, you know, please <laughs> tell us more.
0: But anyway, back to black holes. Uh, if something falls into it, you know, it's it's, it's never going to get out, and it's it looks black because of it. It's just kind of neat. The idea of the black hole isn't new. It started in 1784, where an astronomer and, and clergyman john mickle mitchell wondered what would happen if you had a star that was so heavy that
1: it could trap light from its own gravity you said 1787 1784 84 isn't this around the time where people are talked about for blasphemy if they're looking up in the sky and thinking of anything else but jesus
0: Ooh, uh you know what yeah that is around this time i think galileo he was the 1600s or something so it's not too far off
1: yeah how is this guy not getting flamed by the church Well, he's also a clergyman, so I guess he's
0: also like, Hey, uh, science is cool and all, but God, remember.
1: (laughs) I'll remember that. It's good to have a side gig, I guess. Mitchell called these
0: things dark stars, and initially it was was a pretty exciting thing and, and brought a lot of commotion in the scientific circles. Just imagine, a whole universe out there, full of dark stars, and you can't see them, but they're floating around.
1: So you're saying every time I look up in the sky, I should see more than what I think I'm seeing? That's exactly what I'm saying. Because there's always things that you can't see or that doesn't
0: let light go to you.
1: If only I hadn't gotten glasses in the second grade.
0: Everyone without glasses, they have a superpower where they can, they can see even further. I'd never know. <laughs> a few centuries later, light started having an identity crisis. Nobody knew if it was a particle or a wave. And the dark star idea kind of went back into the shadows.
1: Isn't that a little bit contradictory when you think about it? The dark star, but stars are always bright. So to me, that doesn't make no sense, man.
0: You know, that's very true. That was probably one of the arguments against it, just being like, idiot, it's a star. Why is it dark? It can't be like that.
1: This is like some edgy early 2000s Linkin Park song, The Dark, dark Star. star. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, centuries
0: later after uh, Mitchell, when General Relativity came about, people went back to the problem and studied it a bit more but at this time everything was theoretical many people didn't think black holes were actually physically possible they were just like hey this equation if we have a mass that's larger large enough that light can't escape it you know it makes a dark star or some, or black hole as we know it now but people didn't think oh that must be out there it's just an equation
1: so was it more like something that was theorized and made sense on paper and they just discovered it yeah uh it it just that's exactly it
0: it just made sense on paper and it was like the physics is fine i guess we haven't found it yet because it's black so how do we how do we know
1: Hmm. but and this is a little bit of a tangent but you go up into space and if it's a vacuum i would assume if you can't perceive anything i guess it's black but then again if there's an absence of everything wouldn't it not even be black it just be nothing We say that
0: if there's nothing there, it's black because there's no light that can interact with it. That doesn't mean that nothing's there. It's just no light interacts with this thing to go to us.
1: Okay, because to me, you know, nothing means nothing, but that includes the color black. But if you're saying black, that's just we can't see it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like there's space time there. You know, there's
1: there's probably some gas. there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot the fact that we're supposed to have space and time everywhere (laughs) It's not an Avengers movie, unfortunately
0: 1784 But you brought up a bunch of really good points How do you know if something's there if it's black and one of the ways that I actually talked to you about in the previous season was through the bending of light around super massive invisible objects and people would see these kinds of these kinds of things. And here, I'll show you a picture. I'll share this photo on Twitter as well, so be sure to follow us uh, on Twitter at more abstract. There's gonna be a lot of supplementary content, so it it'll be a good follow.
1: You guys are gonna love this photo because it looks just like a bunch of bubbles. A five year old blue.
0: I, I blew them myself. Uh, so do you do you notice anything wrong with this photo?
1: Oh, I see all these little yellow dots, and then this one looks all flayed you can see four of the same galaxy
0: that is but at different points it's stretched out so that that means that light is bending around some very heavy object in this case it was dark matter but it could also be black holes dark matter
1: black holes it just <laughs> dark stars it's just exactly something about these physicists made me think they had a pretty dark and uh, not dark emo phase but you know we love the emo community
0: and they, they never grew out of it <laughs> This all brings us to 2019. We've never seen an actual black hole. We just know that it maybe could be there because light bends around something really heavy and small. But, uh, but till then, it's just a theory. The actual black hole is, well, black, so you can't see it. But if there's stuff around it, like hot gas and dust, then you, it'll burn really hot and you can see that. So now we wanna actually see the thing. So where, where do you think uh, the most logical place would be to look for a black hole?
1: Well, if you're looking for the most bending of light, so you're talking about things that are small and hyper dense. So if you're bending the most light around it, then I guess you'd find the black hole right next to that. Yeah, yeah, that,
0: that's one place we would look. What, uh, one of the most common places that black holes exist, at least that we know of, this is super massive ones, Are at the center of uh, galaxies So at at the center of our galaxy There's this supermassive black hole It's called Sagittarius A-star It's not a star It's just called A-star
1: Is it like A-star like Negastar? Like, Like the reverse version of a star?
0: No it's just it's in the constellation Sagittarius and it's like One of the systems in there it's Sagittarius A And then a star next to it To say it's the black hole
1: This sounds like a footnote (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: star at the end of the word. So we've been, we've actually been watching this for many years since it's so close to us,
1: and we know exactly where it is. And here's a gif. Sagittarius might have to be my new favorite constellation, though. I had no idea. So the this is a gif
0: of the stars in the galactic core, and they're moving that way.
1: Is this like taken over time? This is taken over decades. So, I mean, you'd never see it in this 10-year span, but like over several decades. You, you can tell that the stars are moving around something. So you can see that one
0: in the middle, it's just zipping around something in the center there. So the thing it's zipping around in the center, that's the black hole, and that's how we know where it is.
1: Well, you know, it's not really a whole shape from what it seems like. It seems more like a weird oblong dumbbell. Oh, oh uh, so what this is supposed to show is the orbits of the stars
0: around this black hole the the black hole is going to be spherical it's going to be a point I, imagine like an asteroid in the solar system it goes out from really far it comes into the solar into close to the sun and then it zips by really quickly mm-hmm. and then telling how fast it zips by and uh, you'll tell where exactly the center of mass is
1: right oh okay that does make a lot more sense this this uh, collecting this gift took
0: so long you could see when our technology in telescopes got better because at the very at the initial frames of the GIF, it it was really blurry and then all of a sudden it it started to come into focus. So that that's when you, that's how you can tell it's it's you know it took so long to
1: get. Man, if you ask my parents, my parents' parents, they'll tell you <laughs> we used to capture things in 480p and for some reason we capture things in 1080p.
0: That's like. Four times the peas. Hey, you gotta make do with what you got sometimes. Uh, this actually isn't the biggest black hole uh, in the night sky, as you might think. Like it's in our Milky Way galaxy. It's pretty. It's pretty close relative to other galaxies, but it's not the biggest one that we can see. So you know how like the the sun is about the same size as the moon to us in the sky, but the sun is actually so much bigger. It's the same thing with the black hole. Okay. Turns out there's a bigger one in another galaxy and. The galaxy is called M87. Man, they name these like highways. Yeah, imagine the I95 black hole. Like, oof, man, it's it's,
1: it's really busy. Man, I would have named it after myself. Why M87? But the Gene87, uh, that'll be remember memorable. The Gene87? I mean, yeah, that's my last name. Gene87? <laughs> no, no, it's, I forget the 87 part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's actually my carbon <laughs> date. It's how long I'll last on this earth. But if you want to actually see a black
0: hole, do you see any problem with this imaging technique from that GIF I showed you right here? Well,
1: none of it directly view helps us view the black hole. It's all indirect. So we could view like the orbits around it to get its position, but we probably can't really see like if I'm assuming if it's like a hole or like a typhoon, for example, it has to pull things in in different currents and whooshes and such i mean i think you'd have to measure like velocities of the different parts around it to be honest that doesn't really create an image so much as that lets you do a lot of cool math yeah yeah you're 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 partly right on that
0: the, the problem here is it's too darn blurry we can't see anything like look at that it, it, a black hole is supposed to be many orders of magnitude sizes smaller than these stars, and we can like barely see these stars. It's just, we need uh, a resolution that's about 10,000 times better. 10,000 times So we're gonna need a really good zoom lens and a whole lot of megapixels.
1: Nikon's gonna make a lot of money off of whoever's taking pictures of these.
0: They're gonna charge a fortune. The only problem is we need a really big telescope, like earth-sized big clearly Mm. Nikon can't do that
1: I think NASA forgot that one in their other
0: pants (laughs) so clearly we can't do that but we have we do have a bunch of telescopes so uh, before I go on the types of telescopes I'm talking about are not exactly the kinds you have at home they're like those big dishes for those radio telescopes that you see that are in like the, the middle of the desert or something
1: Oh, you mean like one, you'd see this in like a typical cartoon with a planetarium. It looks, but it's still like a big telescope, but it has a big dish that it sits in, right?
0: Yeah, it's got this big dish and then there's some kind of reflector. Light comes in, hits the reflector, and then comes down and it gets a sensor. Anyway, you need (laughs) need a big one. But it turns out that instead of making an Earth-sized dish... We can instead just use a bunch of normal-sized telescopes that are just at different parts of the Earth and just pretend we have an Earth-sized dish.
1: So, summative property kind of works here.
0: So that, that is exactly right. If we put regular telescopes around the world, as the Earth rotates, it collects light from this object, whatever it is in a path that makes it look like we have an Earth-sized telescope. So it looks something like this, the path that these telescopes trace out.
1: Huh, they look like Cheetos.
0: So, so there's this uh, larger dish in the dotted outer line. And each of these points is the, the telescope collecting data as the Earth rotates and as it collects data. It, it encompasses a part of this entire Earth-sized dish.
1: So the paths are all the brightly colored, curvy lines, right?
0: Yeah. So obviously, we're not collecting all the light, so we just have to look at this this thing in the sky with a whole bunch of telescopes for a really long time, and then we can you know, get an idea of what it looks like.
1: Just how long would you have to wait to get all these pictures?
0: Not as long as you might think. In this case, it only took seven
1: days of collecting data, which is honestly surprising. On a kind of unrelated note, so the Earth is moving on its axis and we're rotating, you know, that's how we get days. How fast is it rotating? Because I hear it's like pretty fast. Isn't it like a thousand miles an hour or something? I mean, that's pretty fast, right? It's just you need like, you know, if we're moving faster than a NASCAR race car, right? And this is many orders of magnitude higher. It's, even then, you need something that has really good stopping power for the lens. So this would be really good camera.
0: But also, it's because it's really far away, so the black hole wouldn't actually be moving very much, even while the Earth rotates.
1: Oh, so it's like I'm sitting there, moving my hand very, very slowly in a picture. It still catches it.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that's a good analogy. So here's a picture of where all the sites are located. They're on all corners of the the world, and there's even one in the South Pole.
1: I thought you'd just go there to see the polar bears.
0: (laughs) Turns out you also go to see black holes. Oodahunk, black holes are indigenous to South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the idea behind how we collected the data for this. Since these sites are so far away from one another, they ne- they, once they collect all the data, it's not like they can run an Ethernet cable between each of these sites. So essentially what they do is store all their da- data onto hard drives locally and then ship them to Boston to actually analyze it. All the way to Boston. What's in Boston? I that was where that was just the like the headquarters of where they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do do this Tell that telescope to look at this part of the sky for this amount of days And I guess some grad student was uh, responsible for collecting the data and analyzing it
1: I hope that grad student had a fun time because the logistics of this seem quite involved Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a huge effort Support your grad students. <laughs> they're overworked All this
0: it took so much effort Making a pretend Earth-sized telescope with 12 sites around the world looking at a black hole 50 million light years away With data stored locally on hard drives and then finally 235 years after it was first theorized We saw the first actual picture of a black hole And it's exactly what we thought it would look like There it is
1: It's a big swirly hole it's a big swirly hole. All that work for something that you were already thinking looked like this.
0: Yeah, it it just proves that we're right. We're, we are uh, the physics that we have, the the idea of general relativity that we have. It's right, at least to the, the point that it's been tested. And that's why this photo is such a big deal.
1: You know, I can't see the practical application of being able to see something so so far away. But perhaps when we have enough trash on the Earth and we need to dump it somewhere, I'll think of this black hole. I think a
0: lot of research, it's not about practical applications. It's about expanding our horizons, understanding the universe a little bit better.
1: Ah, like event horizon, like in the black hole. This,
0: This whole telescope array is called the event horizon telescope. So it says EHT reconstruction. That's what that means
1: oh i was just i just picked up that word watching uh ben 10 they had a black hole episode (laughs) okay
0: really all right so that's all i have for you uh what do you think
1: i think it's really interesting in fact it kind of blows me away and swirls me around (laughs) makes an accretion disc whoa
0: (laughs) if you like this episode please consider subscribing or following Uh, We have a lot of supplementary content for this episode, so do be sure to follow us on Twitter at MoreAbstract, and you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts.